Hello everyone. My name is Ashutosh Munath and I am Dhruv Gupta and you are listening to Latin V Pratan episode number 7. Dhruv, uh, I don't know why everything on my system is upside down. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Yeah, I know why everything is upside down because we have upside down Andrew in the house. So how are you man? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? We are pretty good man. We are always good. And how are Erin and Murphy? Yeah, they're good. Um, I just put them to bed. It's about seven o'clock here in Australia, and the best part of the day is when they go to sleep. Uh, that's not <laughs> true. Um, they're, they're great kids. Um, they're learning to read and being really cute and having lots of fun and just generally wearing myself and my wife out. Great. Um, who is or was more naughty and? <laughs> um, who is more naughty between two? Oh, naughty. Um, oh, Aaron, our, my, my son is a bit older and a bit... He can get into more mischief because he's taller. He can reach more stuff. <laughs> um, but my daughter is a lot more... Uh, scream until she gets what she wants. <laughs> um, and she's gone through a real phase lately where she just wants to eat butter she will climb like open the fridge climb into the fridge find a you know two or three hundred gram stick of butter and just eat it until you take it off her and then she screams and screams because you've taken the butter off her so um yeah we uh we try and hide it as high as we can in the fridge i can imagine that <laughs> mm-hmm. because i'm i mean uh I just became a dad two months ago, so oh, I am seeing my future now. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Was it a boy or a girl? A boy. Oh, nice. What? Yeah, lo- lots of lots of fun and learning ahead of you. The first couple months, uh, like you don't get a lot of sleep, but they're pretty easy. And then when when the kids get mobile and they start climbing and stuff, that's <laughs> when when it really gets fun. I used to do the same stuff. I mean, as a child, I just like Murphy and Erin. I mm-hmm. love to eat butter and all. So you can see <laughs> that from my photos as well. So that's mm-hmm. a childhood habit. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they're not the first, and they won't be the last to do it. But it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. So let me twist this question: Who is m- more naughty, Andrew or Andrew's kid? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a different kind of naughty, isn't it? It's um, I I I find myself spending money that I shouldn't, um, getting into new hobbies and buying things that I probably don't need. Um, I I've recently started collecting um vinyl records. No, Andrew as a kid. Oh, Andrew as a kid, not right now. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that's also a good question. Um, so when I was younger, I actually had two younger sisters. Um, they were four years younger than me and they were identical twins. And I think I picked on them and I gave them a really hard time (laughs) because, you know, I was four or five years old and I'd had the whole family to myself. And then all of a sudden my parents were like, we've got twins. We need to give them all our, our attention and I um, 
Yeah, I, I acted out a bit, I think, looking back, that's why. I, I was a bit of a, a nightmare as a kid, I think. Jealous kid. Jealous yeah. Older one. I, yeah, you know, you, you can't really help it. Um, when you're that age, you don't think about it. You don't think about the stresses that it puts on a family. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, <laughs> it happened with me as well. When mm-hmm. my brother was born, I was standing in a corner looking at him in an angry face. My mom used to call me. <laughs> For first two, three days, I didn't even went to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Andrew, I love your work from home setup and frankly speaking, that is one of the most ideal I have seen. So, anything you are planning to add to that, like any monitor, any new device? Oh, to my setup, there's, there's a few things that I'd like to do. Um, at, like, if you don't know, I've got a, a 49-inch ultra-wide monitor. Um, at the moment, it's just got a stand. Um, I'd really like to put it on a monitor arm mm-hmm. so that it cleans up underneath it um and i've got another monitor sort of at the moment it's sitting on an old speaker behind my big monitor so that it's up above it um and i'd like to get that one on a monitor arm as well and just sort of clean up the desk area a bit um other than that i've been looking at new keyboards lately um (laughs) my keyboard i've had it for Oh, like six, five or six years. It's a mechanical keyboard. It had a bit of an incident with some chocolate milk, um, which I dried it off and cleaned it up, <laughs> and it's sort of still working, but sometimes it double presses some buttons. Um, it, it's a mechanical keyboard. It's not bad, but um, yeah, probably time for an update. Um, other than that, no, I think I, I've got my office and my study and stuff pretty good. Um, Obviously, you guys can see the the listeners can't. I've got a lot of um like nice old furniture, wood grain stuff around the place, a bookshelf, and a um, nice leather lounge in the study, which you know you can sort of relax on if you've got a meeting that you're not talking to, which is good. Yeah, no, I'm really happy. That's why I said it is the most ideal I have seen. <laughs> My wife's even got some plants and stuff in. Um, if if you are on SN Dev Slack, there's a plants channel, and I've joined that, but not because I'm particularly into house plants, but my my wife and my brother-in-law are very, very interested, and all all our house upstairs and down has house plants everywhere, and I I think it, they look nice. I just don't like caring for them, so the the two or three that I've got around are very low maintenance. I have to put a little bit of water in them about once a week, and that's it. <laughs> that's great. It's like office lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So Andrew, we don't know, like you, which sports you you play, but we are curious to know <laughs> that uh, what do you do in your free time? Yeah, right. Uh, th- that's going on what I said when I interviewed you guys. Hey, that I wasn't particularly <laughs> into sport. Um. Yeah. When I, when I was younger, I used to do. I used to swim. Um. My family's into rugby league and that sort of stuff, but it just doesn't really interest me. So, what I do in my spare time, like... Firstly, did you get some free time? Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? When you've got <laughs> two little kids, um, you don't get a whole lot. Uh, my wife and I like to just chill out at the end of the day and watch TV, Netflix or Amazon or whatever is going. Um, we've just watched 
there's a series called American Gods on Amazon. We just finished watching that. Um, for me to relax, I like... Oh, it's a bit silly. I like watching um, people play Super Mario Maker on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of creators that just sort of sit there and play through people's levels, and that's sort of winding down for me. Um, I also mentioned I've got a few ridiculous hobbies like um, I've just started collecting vinyl records that's fun uh, it was record store day yesterday so I picked up a couple limited editions and funny colours and all that sort of stuff which is really cool and I've been reading about turntables and speakers and amplifiers and all that sort of weird analogy audio stuff which is cool um, I also like uh, whiskey scotch whiskey um, Australian whiskey, I've got some Indian whiskey, um, reading about distilleries and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I've got a few other hobbies, but most of them are just, I can throw money at it and not have to spend too much time <laughs> doing it. I, I used to play computer games back in the day. I've still got a Switch and a PlayStation, um, but they're more distractions for the kids now. Yeah. So have you played that Mario Counter-Strike and all those things? I don't think so. Mario Counter-Strike. There's one game, Counter-Strike, actually. We used to play that yeah. in college time. We used to build our teams, mm. go to college festivals, win trophies over there. So that was kind of... A yeah, game. I, I used to play Counter-Strike back in the day um, at university. I actually went to uni and studied a Bachelor of Game Design. Um, yeah, so I, I did all kinds of computer game stuff in uni and then I got out of uni and I took a job at a service desk because there was no game industry in Australia after I finished when I started my university degree they were like oh yeah there's going to be game studios everywhere and then I think maybe the government changed and everybody left <laughs> while I was studying so there was no career left in that same happened with me i started my uh, in my college degree in computer science i went on for information security and all those things hacking cool stuff be mm. a bad guy but when you go for a job there was no job <laughs> to go for development nice yeah so I, oh sorry yeah yeah go ahead i was gonna say you know, we studied weird things and didn't get a job in it, but we've we've ended up in a pretty good place, I think. Exactly. So, one positive thing about COVID, I mean, it's a kind of negative scenario, but there must be something positive out of it. So, did you get anything out of it? Out of what, sorry? COVID. COVID. Yeah. Oh, 100% working from home. <laughs> like, that. that's... It, it's really changed my life the better i mean i know it's horrible i know it's not something we would ever wish on anyone but it's been great that companies have said if you can work from home work from home and all of these people like all these workers have turned around and said yeah we can do the same job at the same rate for the same money at home and we can talk to people and use the technology that's at our disposal to get the job done without ever going into an office and for me you know I was I was at a job at a small insurance agency um, <clears throat> when COVID started and we all went work from home and that was about oh, 
three or four months before I, I got a tap on the shoulder from a friend and he's like oh did you want to change and I was like oh what do you mean he's like oh we work in Melbourne which is how far is Melbourne from Brisbane like a four hour no maybe not four three hour plane flight like a, a pretty decent few thousand kilometers away um but we're willing to hire a remote for the right person and I said oh okay yeah I'll come for an interview and I got the job um contracting at Australia Post on very good money and it's 100% remote and so that saves me a commute of sometimes up to an hour and a half two hours each day like that's money that's time that I don't have to spend on a train doing nothing I can spend it with my family and just being able to you know work 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 and then oh, take a break pop upstairs for 10 minutes you know say hello to the kids make a sandwich come back downstairs keep working it's amazing but keeping your kids away from your work is tough right um it's actually not that bad so i'm lucky i've got uh, a pretty big house and we've got two stories and all the bedrooms and kitchen and stuff are upstairs and we've got a baby gate on the stairs because the kids are too small to go up and down by themselves and so they just stay upstairs and they watch tv and um and if they go out they go out with my wife and i very very rarely have interruptions which is good awesome um tell us something about your current role how you got into that role and uh, we want to know few of your professional things yeah sure um i i've always worked at a customer so it might be a bit strange but this is, i think this is only my my third job um i guess you know i'm i'm 32 years old now and a lot of people my age you know they they'll jump and change between jobs or they'll only have one job um i was lucky i got out of uni i didn't find anything for a few months and then i took a job uh, i did i went for an interview at a government agency um for our state um department of like child safety and um family communities that sort of thing um just on the service desk so IT help have you tried turning it off and on again that sort of thing um and i was there for oh it was about uh 4 or 5 years with a few higher duties i worked in you know operations i worked in um some team leading positions a little bit of project stuff um mostly just on the service desk though and i think i needed that time to grow up because when i got that job i was only 20 um pretty young I, i married my wife and we bought our house and all that sort of stuff while i was there and then um towards the end of that time we were moving from remedy to service now it's the standard story that you hear so many times um i put my hand up and said oh yeah i'm interested to learn a bit of service now i have a bit of a uh, interest in javascript i did a bit in my spare time um just making websites and that sort of thing i'll see what this service now thing is um and so sure enough i went and i did the um certified system administrator uh training and did some admin stuff and um yeah i quite liked it and so after about 
another year, year and a half doing the ServiceNow stuff at Department of Communities. Um, they actually had a, um, it was called voluntary redundancies. Um, the government came in and said, there's too many people. We got too many people. Anyone who would like to leave, put your hand up and we'll work out how much we can pay you as a package and you can leave and find a different job. And, you know, ServiceNow was pretty hot at the time, so I thought, I'll I'll see how much they're willing to offer. Um, And it was a good sum. It was, I think it was close to a year's pay um, to leave, which was pretty (laughs) awesome. We we had our son on the way, um, so it was a really good time to take a break. Um, I took three months off, and then I applied for a position at the insurance agency that I mentioned. And I kind of... um, the story there was I had the time off and I was really enjoying not working as I'm sure everyone does um, had a new new baby about three months old so kind of your situation Ash I think um, and our air conditioner broke and it was the middle of summer and if you know anything about um, Brisbane in the middle of summer it's like 40, 42, 43 degree centre yeah. <laughs> yeah hot and a new baby does not really appreciate being stuck in a house that hot in the middle of summer. Um, so it was like, we need to get this aircon replaced. And that took a, a significant chunk. I think it was like two or three thousand um, dollars to get a new aircon. And you're sort of looking at your bank balance and you're like, ooh, that was, you know, a month or two of pay that I didn't really want to have to spend. So I started putting a few um, resumes out and I got the job at the insurance company sort of off that. Um, and I really enjoyed working there. They they really um, uh, let me become part of the community and take the time to uh, give back and, you know, hang out on Slack and learn a lot. Um, not so much just story, 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 work, 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 busy, busy, busy. Um, and so they've really that really helped my career, I think. Um, and then yeah, I got the tap on the shoulder from my friend at uh, Australia Post, which is where I am now. And I moved over there, and yeah, I've, I've been really happy there as well. Um, went from being sort of the technical platform owner at the insurance agency to just being one of the team. Um, senior developer at Australia Post and just working on my stories and getting getting stuff done solving problems it's kind of a nice uh, technical role rather than being the kind of stakeholder for service now um, but you know I'm always looking and learning and thinking of ways that I can move around you know it's a contract position so it's not super um, forever but you know I'm, I'm having a good time and it's a contract then you must be minting a good amount so yeah yeah i can't complain <laughs> <laughs> that's good no but uh, i'm sure listeners will be happy to know this story because yeah everyone has that time and then how mm-hmm. you took easily is the inspiration out of it yeah you, yeah that's even right. the panic or you didn't have the effect on your life but you took it easy that was the important takeaway yeah, I think I, I can't always, you know, I didn't work really hard or, you know, throw myself at LinkedIn or anything like that. I, I was pretty lucky in my career, um, but I think getting on the service now train at the time I did was a really good 
um, <laughs> turn of luck. Um, yeah, having friends, getting to know people, knowing your community um, really helps if, if you um, are looking for a change of job as well uh, and just digging into the platform and solving problems. Letting people tell you um, if they know a better way of doing something rather than, you know, just doing it the old way. That's always positive and learning from that. Okay, so one thing in ServiceNow ecosystem that you might want to change. When I'm saying ServiceNow ecosystem, I'm <coughs> talking about ServiceNow ecosystem as a whole. Sure. Oh, what would I like to change about the ServiceNow ecosystem? I think the easy answer there is always billing and contracts and that sort of stuff. Everyone um, complains about that. Oh, it's not easy to understand what I'm entitled to, what I'm not entitled to. Why do I have to count how many custom tables I've built? All that sort of stuff. Um, a, a more a more difficult or an, an answer that I've found from my current position would be the the speed of change that ServiceNow has is not always great. I I, I fly the the Fladvocate flag <laughs> where I really really enjoy Flow Designer, um, and I did that pretty much from day one of seeing Flow Designer. But where I work, I've had to make the call that Flow Designer isn't really ready for our level of production yet, still. Like we're on Paris and we've recently had one or two catalog items come in with flows and it's it's hard. There's so many there's so many problems with it still. Like as much as I want to get behind it, there's still so many problems with it. And every release they bring in, you know, UI builder and um like virtual agent stuff and AI and there's so much going on and I, I know it's amazing, I know it can solve a lot of problems but being the the support and the development behind it at the moment where I am on an old instance with a lot of users it's too much <laughs> <laughs> too much yeah. we are still not done with reading New York's docs completely yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're fine so we, we did an upgrade from New York to Paris, we skipped Orlando and every now and then we'll find something that's not quite working right and you'll see oh this was changed in orlando and there was no mention of it in the paris release notes and that's why we've missed it or something like that <laughs> so what is the best thing about being a developer mvp Ooh, dev mvp or the the other mvps is definitely the answer there being able to interact and you know shoot the breeze with people like yourselves and oh, having um brad and chuck and a few other people just sort of at, at our beck and call we can you know send them a message on slack and they'll respond and we have that kind of mateship with such big names um but I have to say, I got the jacket and the trophy the other day. I finally, finally got my 2020 MVP swag, and it's really nice. You can I've got it on my chair behind me. You can sort of see that. And if, if you guys are looking at my camera, I know this doesn't work for listeners, but I've got my trophy sort of on my yeah. shelf behind me, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got the I, I got that jacket for community MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Dev MVP. Yeah, yeah. I, I I hope that um the Dev MVP for twenty twenty one stuff is as good, slightly different, just so that you've got a bit of um we, we don't have two of the same jacket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So don't tease me, I haven't got it any of these. So <laughs> If I give you a chance to go back in time for one hour and do one activity, what would it be? One one hour to do one thing. So do time travel in the back, in the yeah. past. You mm-hmm. have only one hour to change the things. Yeah. What will? Oh, I think that's pretty easy. I'd probably go back to like two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, and I would tell my younger self to buy a whole bunch of Bitcoin. it would only take about five minutes the other 55 minutes I could I don't know laugh at old computers or something (laughs) and save (laughs) those computers look at how tiny your monitor is save those computers make sure you buy a lot of bitcoin and don't forget to save those computers we are hearing stories where people bought around thousands of bitcoins and they forgot about the computer (laughs) yeah like losing USB keys and that sort of thing um, oh yeah, there, there was a story that I saw a copy of Super Mario 64 mm-hmm. that had been unopened, sold for one and a half million dollars US. So there's a lot of, you know, investment opportunities. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's about your experience now, this question. We want to know... Uh, what mistakes one should avoid at the beginning of the ServiceNow implementation? Oh, see, I've never done a ServiceNow implementation, really. I'm, I've never worked for a partner, so mostly I come in after it's all been done. Um, if I can tell you the things that I found most annoying that partners did, <laughs> um, a lot of kind of re-engineering things that already existed to be slightly different. Um, that's always a bad idea. Um, writing too much code without commenting, all of that kind of technical debt that as someone who has an instance that's about 11 years old, I'm constantly digging through it. Um, Yeah, listening to the stakeholders. If you can get away with not listening to people, that's the way to do it. You're just like, oh, it works out of the box, problem solved. And then your users come to you and they're like, no, we want it to be different. We want it to do different things. If you can avoid that, that's the the, the way forward. Great. It's like major problem is um, with the partners that I have felt like multiple MNCs or something they want to fulfill every requirement they don't want Mm -hmm. to tell them boss this is not good you shouldn't do this and you will have future problems and that's one thing that i always do i always highlight that and i have found that if you tell this to client they will understand because (laughs) their money is on stake so yeah why not to tell them this thing yeah and Mm -hmm. as the receiving end of that um I, i appreciate that a lot yeah, and what well, for me the most annoying thing is doc- documentation because mm. 
the next person who comes in the organization if you don't have a documentation of a particular implementation yeah it's it's a nightmare yeah so why do our incidents turn into requests <laughs> <laughs> who took the decision <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah, we've, we've got a, a funny thing where um, at some point someone decided they wanted to have um, an assignment group on alerts. And so rather than adding that field, we copied, we, we cloned the whole alert table, extended it from task, um, and then had a synchronized. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Things happen, things happen. Yeah. So, we remember, I think you were, uh, you had a Europe trip. So, any memories that are still with you or any place that you want to visit again? Well, when I went to Europe um, in 2016, like for me, highlight of that trip was Scotland because of the whiskey and the distilleries and the beautiful scenery. Um but honestly like the whole trip was amazing um we started at uh amsterdam which you know uh, that's where you are at the moment isn't it ash yes yeah so we spent a few days there we went and saw the the tulips and all that sort of beautiful stuff um went to paris had some amazing days there um and then all all through the uk was great um yeah, I, I'm. I, I'd say I miss traveling. I I do, but at the same time, we don't. Um, like now we've got kids. It's not like you can just go and do a six week romp with two little kids. So it's going to be years before we can go back anyway. Yeah. Come on, um, come to U- UK. I'm giving come you to a choice. I'm giving you a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a choice as a hint. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to tweak this question again. Uh, mm-hmm. The question says, which is your favorite beer? But I think you're a whiskey fan now. So, <laughs> which is your favorite beer slash whiskey? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get, if you have a whiskey with a beer, it's called a Boilermaker. Oh. They actually pair pretty well. Um, whiskey, oh, what's my favorite? My favourite distillery is Glenfarclas. Um, it's a Speyside distillery. It's like one of the last family-run distilleries. Um, when we went there, at the time, um, was around a festival that they have every year in May. It's called Spirit of Speyside. Um, we didn't happen, like, we didn't plan it, nothing like that. We just happened to be there about a week after the festival had wrapped up. And this distillery was doing tours and they had a limited edition bottle specifically for Spirit of Speyside that you could only get from the distillery. And it was the same age as me. So it had been put into a cask around when I was born. Um, so it was a 1989 whiskey. And um, I bought a bottle of that and it was amazing. And if I could do something, I'd go back and buy a couple more bottles but um at the time that was all the money i had because we spent it all traveling yeah great um how you got your title flat bucket what is the oh, yeah 
and what is the reason behind it? Sure. I think that happened one um, live coding happy hour. Um, Brad and Andrew Barnes were talking about Flow Designer, and people in the chat were sort of being all like, oh, it's new, I don't like it, doesn't work that well, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm a, a strong advocate for Flow Designer, and one thing led to another, and I said I was a flat advocate, and it kind of just stuck. <laughs> okay. And I've um, I've made some stickers and stuff on Redbubble and sold a few of them, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Floridians. I, yeah. I just love them. <laughs> I created like five, six articles on it mm-hmm. for because it makes your life easy. Low code, no code. So yeah, yeah. As as a developer, that like I'm happy to do deep code stuff, but if you can just install a spoke and point it at some credentials to another system and then have actions that do all of your integration without writing a line of code, I'm more than happy to do that. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so uh, have you listened to our previous episodes and who was your favorite guest? Um, I will admit I'm a couple behind. Um, I did listen to the first few. I quite liked um, Andrew Barnes's episode because um, I think uh, it's always interesting to hear a bit more behind the scenes with Andrew. He's got some funny travel stories and the one where he went to India and ended up rewriting an entire... Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good story. Dave sleeping on the chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wake, waking him up. Keep going. Yeah. That was a good episode. Great. Uh, so we know you already got your swag for 2020. Uh, how was the feeling? And how eager are you for 2021? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, it was a bit of a surprise. Because normally, I don't know if you guys have the same thing. Um, our like Australia Post, who I work for, but who does all of our deliveries and mail and stuff, if you send it through them, you get all the tracking notifications. And even if we're getting stuff from overseas, Mm -hmm. if you send it through like United States Postal Service, they hand over to Australia Post. And as soon as they hand over, Australia Post will send you tracking notifications. Mm -hmm. Um, But this wasn't sent through that, this was sent through UPS. And I didn't get any tracking numbers, I didn't get any notification or anything, it was just all of a sudden, there was a parcel. (laughs) Boom, and like that's amazing. I guess it it wasn't a a huge surprise because other people had been posting that they'd been getting their stuff, um, but it was still a good surprise. Um, the little glass trophy is really nice. It's a fingerprint magnet, so I had to show the kids and let them touch it, and then I had to wipe it all down and hide it <laughs> up on a shelf so they can't touch it anymore. Um, and it's it's heavy as well, which is really nice. And, um, yeah, we've got the jacket. Um, I don't know if it's going to get cold enough this winter for me to wear it. Like, the coldest that it gets in the middle of winter is sort of 4 or 5 degrees in the mornings, and then you wake up and it's sort of 20 during the day, so it's not um, not particularly cold. I don't know, I don't remember who t- said this, that if you didn't get trophies till the age of 8, then... You won't get any trophies in your career. Really? <laughs> Jared was that. And one of the dev MPs sync up. 
I remember. <laughs> so, all right. I didn't get any trophy till 8th. So, I haven't got any trophy till now. <laughs> that, that cabinet is pretty empty. So, oh, well, you'll, you'll get one. It'll come eventually, probably. Maybe next year when the 2021 <laughs> stuff gets it. Okay. So, it's game time. So, your podcast is pretty popular among ServiceNow community. I personally liked it because mm-hmm. of the slang game. And yeah. I'm very upset that you stopped that. Uh, we're, we're trying to think of something better because I ran out of slang and um, uh, you, you start scraping the bottom of the barrel and there's stuff that doesn't really make any sense to anyone. So <laughs> it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, but now it's our turn. We'll play that slang game with you. Let's see sure. how much you score. And we are doing some US slangs. So okay. that would be easy for you, I guess. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, let's get started. The first one is, here is the P. Here is the, was that P for Peter? Here is the T. T. T-E-A. Oh, as in gossip. Yes. Spill the tea. Yeah. Any any examples? <laughs> oh, um, oh, if you're talking to a friend and you're like, oh, "Did you hear? I've got some tea. I've got some gossip." <laughs> Your other friend is a terrible person, and I hate them. Bang on! Bang on! Yeah. Man, bang on! Is it Mark Scott's effect or? Oh no! I just watch a lot of TikTok. <laughs> So next one is slay, S-L-A-Y. Oh yeah, that, that's um, to be really good at something, to slay at something. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man! At least give a wrong answer. <laughs> is, okay. it, this, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's right. <laughs> um, the next one is balling. Balling. <laughs> Did you guys just get all of this from like a um? A rap song or something. Um, Ballin' is uh, when you have. Uh, a, how do you explain it? Um, if you're like showing off and have cool stuff. Um, Wealthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> Sports <laughs> cars and that sort of thing, and thick gold chains, and. Uh, yeah kind of gangster lifestyle mm-hmm. next one is buck b-u-c-k and it's not the male deer no not not a deer uh buck as in a dollar Arre, yaar, this is cheating you are getting everything <laughs> <laughs> five bucks that's that's almost <laughs> an australian thing yeah. uh, the next one is to have a hanker in Southeast. Hankering for s- southeast or just hankering the world? Southeast is like it's in southeast of uh, US. They usually use this thing. Oh, okay. Um, that means you want something. Like you, you, f- you really feel like you want something. Um, food, food, got a food, cra- food. craving for it. Yeah. <laughs> We are not playing this. Let's wrap this game. <laughs> You've got to remember that Australia has a lot of US culture, but it's not necessarily the other way around. Like, all of our TV and that sort of stuff comes from the US. But 
if I said to somebody from the US, oh, have you seen Round the Twist, which was a kid's show in Australia, they'll be like, no, I haven't seen that. Okay, so any shameless plugs we are almost getting to... Oh, shameless, oh no. I mean, I've always got my YouTube channel. Um, you can just find it under Andrew Albury Door, my website as well. I'm a bit behind at the moment. I've been too busy with actual work to do a lot of um, community stuff. Um, listen to our podcast if you haven't. It's good, it's fun. Um, between two functions with myself and Mark Scott. We will at some stage soonish have a second um season we're, we're planning that out hopefully another 10 to 12 episodes um and interview some more people that we haven't interviewed yet um uh also check out your guys stuff i guess um because it's also amazing uh, i've seen some of your um the mavericks sessions come up they're really cool um, but yeah, that's all for me. Yeah, one one last interesting question. Rome is around, and which is your favorite feature you're looking out for? Oh, for Rome. Mm, there was a few that I highlighted that I really liked. Um, I think there's like some cool flow designer um, error tracking, um, which looks really really cool there's the stuff that's going to affect me at work like there's agile stakeholder roles um, so you can actually sort of let the stakeholders deal with their own backlogs and then come in and they've already organised everything, that'll be awesome Um, I'm I'm keen to see the enhancements to UI builder and that sort of stuff as well but there hasn't been a lot of news yet hey, like the EA isn't quite out, it's release Mm -hmm. preview at the moment so, yeah, no, I'm keen to see. Um, I'm going to try and push to get us upgraded to Rome as soon as possible, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We're usually a few months behind, so we'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, thank you, Andrew, for giving us your precious time. And that oh, too no on the weekends. It's always tough to get someone's time on the weekend. It was really fun to interact with you. No, it's awesome. Thank you for having me on. <laughs>